How's it going, man? Good. Welcome uh, to a Friday edition of uh, having you on the Bruise and Banter show. Doesn't yeah, happen nice and day. early. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get started, remember, check out all of our social media platforms, our podcast. Make sure to give it five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Check out our Redbubble account, our Facebook, Facebook group, our TikTok and Instagram accounts, as well as subscribe to this YouTube channel, making sure that you stay up to date on all of the latest and greatest things in the world of football. With that, Targo, let's get started. All right. Pretty sweet globe with the soccer ball. Have yeah, man. Have we put a lot of work into this. So make sure to check out our most recent episode previewing match week four in the Premier League, our games and matchups to watch, and the latest in the world of football now everywhere. Make sure you check it out. Got some pretty awesome bold predictions on there. See if any of our transfer predictions actually came true. So with that, Targo, right? We had a Champions League Don't want to miss that draw. episode, that's for sure. I honestly was super excited for this, and it did not it disappoint did. in the slightest. It didn't, man. There is, there is a... So let's get right into it. Let's start groups. with Group A. We got Bayern Munich, Manchester United, FC Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. Harry Kane coming back to England to face off against the team that almost signed him. What are your thoughts? Team that probably should have signed him, but having said that, this is going to be fun, man. It's Bayern Munich, Man United, you expect them to be the top two, and then Copenhagen and Galatasaray yeah. to battle it out for that any third early, spot. Any early predictions in this league one? Is how it's going to pan out. Or is it pretty much set that the top two are Munich and United? Yeah, I think so. Galatasaray, I think, might give him a little trouble. Especially, you know, the way Man United has started this season, the way they're playing. But I think it's a Bayern Munich, man. I, I, I wouldn't expect to... I, yeah, to I wouldn't be surprised if him, they scored being honest by, with 12 you. <laughs> to 15 goals in the first, I guess, in all the group stage matches. But I think, yeah, especially that trip to Turkey for Manchester United, that'll be rough. Um We'll really, really see what Manchester United is made of when they go face Galatasaray. All right, Group B. Yeah, as yes, as we talked are. about, those Galatasaray fans are very passionate. Pretty good front line over there in Turkey. All right, to Group B, uh, really the group that they I do. believe that both of us are almost the most excited about, but definitely pretty excited. Uh, Sevilla getting paired up against Arsenal. PSV and Law. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to be completely honest. I think this could low key be a very tough group. No, it shouldn't be but. for Arsenal anyway. I mean Sevilla. Who knows, man? They'll probably just be like, hey, let's go <laughs> right? finish third, be in the Europa League. I mean, win PSV that again. gave them troubles last season. <laughs> I know Xavi Simons is not at PSV anymore. Law could surprise some teams or Cody Gakpo. 
or Long Cody Gakpo. Teams. I just I think that if Arsenal isn't careful, they could get upset in at least one of these matches. Well, it, it is the Champions League, man. So it's not like these teams are all going to be pushovers. But you do yes, expect 100%. Arsenal. You see them as a clear. Okay, favorites. on to Group C, where we have uh, some of the most intriguing and... matchups of the Champions League with Napoli, Real Madrid, FC Braga, and Union Berlin, all drawn in the same group. And the Cinderella story that is Union Berlin continues as they go to Naples and Madrid in their first ever Champions League appearance. I'm excited. That's going to be fun for them. I'm excited to watch Union Berlin. I, do too. I hope they make I it just, out of that group, if I'm being honest it. with you. Probably see them going back into the Europa League, but it is a Champions League, and the way Union Berlin has started this season, it could be a tough test for all of those teams. They could be, and so that, that's what I'm saying. But you obviously see Real Madrid, Napoli matchup. two favorites teams. to go through. I'm very excited to see that. All right, we got yeah, Group yeah. D, which is Benfica, Inter, RB Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. And we get a rematch of last year's Champions League semifinal in Benfica and Inter. We do. And I suspect yeah, those will be the two uh, teams that make it out of the group. Real Sociedad. Uh, they could cause some problems, but, I mean, their away form, especially last season, was not great, so... I don't I don't know if they'll be able to make it out of that group, but definitely see them going into the Europa League. <laughs> All right, Group E, which yep. I'll be honest with you, has really one winner in my mind. Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic. I mean, it could be. I think Atletico probably makes it out on top, one. but any of the other three teams could make it out, which is going to be quite fascinating. Yeah, Feyenoord, the way they played yeah. in the mm-hmm. was it Conference League? Is that what they were in? They they were fun to watch. Celtic, Lazio they have were. been were decent in Serie A last and season. Celtic always seems to upset at least one team. So it should be quite interesting. So I'm probably going to go in that with group? Lazio and Atletico. Not in that order, but those two teams. Okay. I mean, that's a good bet. I'll say Celtic and Atletico. Feyenoord is probably going out on a limb a little bit, but who knows? I love that. I Honestly, I just like Celtic's jerseys this okay. year. Okay, and then we go to Group <laughs> F, the group of death where any team could make it out. And honestly, if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm a this Newcastle fan with your first fun, time in the Champions man. League in 20 years, I'm throwing stuff all over the room in both excitement and absolute terror as they get drawn with <laughs> PSG, Borussia Dortmund, and AC Milan. <laughs> Holy crap! Good, uh, good storylines in this one. Sandro Tonali returns to Milan, and Christian Pulisic re- returns to Dortmund, as well as you have a fully loaded PSG squad who uh, have some uh, deadline day signings that we'll get to in a little bit. And and Kylian Mbappe. And Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. That's going to be fun, man. Uh, We'll we'll see what this Newcastle team is made out of. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be fun. Okay, and then we got Group G where... Go ahead. 
hold on. We gotta you gotta give us your I'm predictions. Go Which two teams in that group more. of death are making it out? I'll go PSG. I'll okay. say Newcastle. PSG Newcastle. All right. Uh, where Pep Guardiola is probably licking his chops. In Group G, we got Manchester City. They're paired up for the <laughs> third year in a row with RB Leipzig, Red Star Belgrade, and then Young Boys. Um, I, do, do Manchester City even get scored on? Can I have an easier draw? It's <laughs> really the question. I think Leipzig might cause them yeah. problems in Germany. Yeah. I would, I would see assume some so. Rotation for these games know, going to Belgrade, and it's then a- I believe I forget where Young Boys is from. You know, I think this I, will help I, them I, honestly in their Premier League title run. They can rotate heavily in these opening Champions League fixtures, and yeah, and play strong when, squad in know, the Premier League. A lot of these games are going to be getting closer to that. Christmas festive period where you have a ton of games back to back with short short notice and a lot of traveling. Yeah, 100%. but I'm guessing we both agree City and Leipzig to go through. Yeah, there you go. But hey, I, Mario uh, plays his old teammate, his one. old team. And then Group There's H, where uh, Xavi is probably doing the same thing as Barcelona. Is paired up against FC Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Royal Antwerp. Yeah. Do you expect yeah, anybody Barcelona but Barcelona and Porto to come out of that group? Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, official odds have also been released. You got City at plus 220, Bayern at plus 500, Real Madrid at plus 800, Arsenal. Fourth favorites at plus nine hundred Barcelona, which this is shocking to me, is plus fourteen hundred. Hmm. PSG plus sixteen, Newcastle at plus two thousand, Atletico, Napoli, and Inter all at plus twenty five hundred, and AC Milan at plus thirty five hundred. Do you think those are a little accurate or kind of crazy? A little, I mean, they have Newcastle at better odds than Enter and AC Milan. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. I think once you get to Barcelona, it gets a little out of hand. I don't think Barcelona should be plus 1,400, but, you know, I think my money, yeah. Ahead of PSG as well? I mean, that yeah. I think AC Milan, too, shouldn't be at 3,500. Who am I to say? All right. Let's get into what you've all been waiting for. It's transfer deadline day. We have less than, well, about an hour and a half left in the English transfer window. As uh, 30 minutes left in Ligue 1 transfer window and the Serie A and Bundesliga are all done. And we will keep you up to date on any major deals that happen, as I have Fabrizio Romano's Twitter literally on my other screen here. Okay. <laughs> Saudi. Oh, also the Turkish transfer window closes tomorrow, by the way. So you might see some more deals happen. Uh, Saudi transfer window doesn't close until next Thursday. 
And then the Qatari transfer window doesn't close until I think it was like the 17th of September, something crazy. So thoughts first on all of these transfer windows ending at different times. I mean, it's difficult. I think the most difficult one is the Saudi Arabia, because that's a little while later. And so if you're a team, you obviously don't want them to come offer a big money, pluck a player, and then you can't replace them. And so that's difficult. But I mean, most of them are around the same time. And obviously, if you're a big club, you're probably not going to let an important player leave. You know, maybe it's one of those fringe players that you were trying to sell anyway. I could see one of them going to, you know, what did you say, Turkey or Qatar uh, or something like that. The most recent rumor is, I think it was Pierre... Emil Hoiberg to Galatasaray, but they're saying it wasn't going to be done today. So, not that he's an important player at Tottenham anymore, anyways. So, let's get into the biggest transfer saga of the day, Targo. <laughs> we all knew it was going to happen. Al Ittihad testing Liverpool's resolve for Mo Salah with them coming in and Liverpool rejecting offers of 100 million and 150 million today. Uh, apparently they're willing to approach before the end of the transfer window for over 200 million pounds, according to David Ornstein. They're also offering Mo Salah a staggering 1.5 million pounds, get this, a week. If you're Liverpool, what is the, <laughs> what is the number to make you actually consider Wild. this? I mean, he's 31, he's got two years left on his contract, about 350k a week. Yeah. Honestly, the 150 million. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. That would have got me going too. But I mean, 200 million if you're Liverpool. I don't care if you got to wait three months to sign someone. You, you kind of got to take it. I think so, man. I mean, I mean, he's over a huge 30, player. I know two years left on the contract. Podcast, they should probably be like, okay, he can join in January and we'll accept your offer. But at two hundred million, do you just let him go now? Uh, yeah, I mean, you think of that front line. Obviously, they're losing guaranteed goals, but they still have Cody Gagpo, Diogo Jota, Darwin yeah. Nunez, Luis Diaz. I mean, they, no, so they're not hurting. And, I mean, well, I guess they they signed Gravenberch today, and he can also kind of shift that midfield around. So. Maybe you could put more of a Sabotsloy out on the right. Yeah. Sabotsloy. Yeah. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. That's a good thought. For the next. So, yes, I would take that. If I'm Liverpool, I would take that 200 million. If I'm Mo Salah, 31, he's won the Champions League, won the Premier League. Right? That's insane. Yeah, man, I'm going to go make 1.5 million. Uh, a week. Yeah, and <laughs> generations will be set up for life with him. Um, yeah, it's that. It, yeah, it'll be something to watch. It'll be a for solid the, dynasty uh, <laughs> the next week. That's for sure. Uh, Romelu Lukaku received a hero's welcome at Roma, being unveiled uh, to yesterday. Uh, I guess fifty thousand fans showed up at the airport to receive him, yep. and then sixty thousand more showed up to his unveiling. Yes. For Romelu Is that Lukaku. surprising to you? 
I was thinking that too. I mean, did you see the the not, welcome yeah. follow Dybala guy? That was like his in was the city insane. square. Lukaku's was in the stadium, and it was completely yeah, jam packed. That's uh, crazy for Lukaku. I, I I don't know. If I'm Roma, I maybe he makes them I mean, better. But they still got yeah, Tammy Abraham. I, mean, maybe I would they think can even get play a together job done. Tammy Abraham playing off of Lukaku a little bit more, so that way he doesn't have to run as much. That seems to be the way he's most effective when he runs less. Yeah, <laughs> Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, I think they probably options. have Paulo Dybala playing off sure. of him. They're going to have a lot of games this year playing in the Europa League again. Okay. Into um, yes, a little bit of our Saudi Arabian news, we got Al Ittihad are in negotiations to sign Sergio Ramos, who said his priority is to move. To, yeah, his priority is to move to Galatasaray. Agent, but apparently yeah. they're going to give him a huge offer to get him to Saudi Arabia. Al Shabab have completed the permanent transfer of Yannick Carrasco from Atletico Madrid for 15 million euros. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah. Before he went to China, back to didn't he, for a little bit? Yeah. Or Qatar, somewhere? He went somewhere, so yeah. it's not surprising that he uh, And then uh, Al Etifak have completed the signing of Gigi Wijnaldum from PSG for 10 million euros. They're also working on signing Daniel Prodence from Wolves. Podence, that's it. Podence? I can see Wijnaldum because he's, what, 32? And he was at Roma last year on loan. Yeah, I can see it. Daniel Potenso, I think yeah, he's still a little Wolves, younger, so I would be surprised if he Matthias went. Cunha. They're going to have to keep all their best players. That's it. With just Matthias, Matthias Cunha Nunez. of their Matthiases. <laughs> There's only one yeah, there room for one, one of one us. Matthias left. <laughs> Ah, uh, but I did call that one. And speaking of ones that I called, if you've watched our most recent or listened to our most recent podcast, was Leonardo Benucci has joined Union Berlin on a permanent transfer after 12 years at Juventus. Yep. No. Ten, was he there 12 that years long? total. Not in a row. He, he has been around. Okay, he's yeah. Because he had a little stint at sure. AC Milan. 36. Yeah, he's... 36. Yeah. How old does he have there in the notes? 36. And I know he didn't mm-hmm. play a whole lot last year for uh, Juve. No, I, I think, think they're play more a lot at Union Berlin, if I'm being honest. And leadership qualities, especially with it being their first year in the Champions League. And kind of as an emergency. Yeah. Season. Okay, before we get into all of our done deals and uh, failed deals, Foot Mercato claims that Kylian Mbappe is now on the verge of signing a three-year contract at PSG. The Mbappe almost saga. Over. If he signs almost that, over. will officially <laughs> call it over. Uh, I, I just, I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing I, about Mbappe. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I don't you. know what to make of that one, man. 
Again, like well, we he know he's going to Real Madrid eventually, deal, but Madrid can't get him on Real free Madrid. next summer. So, which would be another middle no. finger to Real Madrid from killing Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, at that I point, if too. I'm Real Madrid, man, I would just All say right. F it, go for someone else. Same, go try for Holland right? instead of Mbappe. Cost Might have better same. success there. Well, besides free. Uh, Dortmund have agreed a 15 million euro deal for the Bundesliga joint top scorer last season in Werder Bremen's Nicholas Fulkrug. Yeah, 30-year-old yeah, who scored 16 goals last season. Yeah. I would say that that's a decent amount. I would say amount, for a 30-year-old, that's about what you'd expect. But for a joint top goal scorer, Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good deal for Dortmund, personally. Gives them more attacking options than they already have. Yeah. It does, a big guy up top. All right. You called it. Tottenham have officially completed a deal for Nottingham Forest forward Brennan Johnson for £47.5 million with a 10% sell-on clause. I did call this one, and if you guys want the full analysis, you'll have to watch uh, <laughs> the last episode of Bruise and Banter FC. Nice but I will say, so mm-hmm. they paid forty-seven and a half million pounds. He said, "You think they were paid for a player yeah, who scored eight goals and got three assists last season?" And then the English tax, of course. Also, yeah, it's also two London yep, clubs. He's got a lot of potential. Only twenty-two. You're going to pay a little bit more for that, too. Uh, the worst kept secret in all of uh, the transfers, Ryan Gravenberch signed for Liverpool. Five-year deal, $45 million total package. Midfield is now McAllister, Sabutsloy, Endo, and Gravenberch. Yeah. Complete midfield overhaul. Four. Quality, though, I will say. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. They still got Curtis Jones and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that other kid, so, Harvey Elliott. I mean, they got some depth there now. And you can always bring uh, Trent into midfield. So. As long as these guys can click, I think they've got a solid midfield. Once again. Yeah, I cannot. Couldn't be worse than last year's. But that's a discussion for another day. Okay. And probably the biggest failed transfer in this transfer window, the one that almost was, Zhao Polina. It was set that he was going to join Bayern for Fulham for 65 million euros, five-year deal. It only collapsed because Fulham couldn't find a suitable replacement before the Bundesliga deadline closed. He went all the way to Munich. Took both his medicals, even pictures in the Bayern kit. But it took until about an hour and a half after the transfer deadline in Germany closed for them to sign Alex Awobi from Everton. Is that a good? Hmm. Is that a good pickup for? So, I know this was a. Alex Awobi, I mean, he's injured right now, so we'll see. Um, 
Jao Palinia to Bayern Munich, I think is what Thomas Tuchel wanted. Mm-hmm. He really wanted a defensive midfielder in there, even though they have Kimmich and yeah. Koretska. I mean, I know. I would have made and I, them you know how high I am on Palinia, much closer so. favorites to win the Champions League to Manchester City if they had signed Jao Palinia. <laughs> I already forgot Conrad Limer. Yeah, he got for free. Right. Bayern Munich, who plays in that oh, defensive midfield position. No. So I don't think they needed another player there. And I know the board had kind yeah, of felt that way that too. But Tuchel wanted been a player the most there. Inform player that they could afford. I would say. Uh, they also missed out on deals for Trevor Chalaba from Chelsea and Southampton's Amel Belakocha. So it definitely wasn't for lack of trying. That's for sure. Yeah, they did want Shalaba because he can play that right back, center back role. They were looking at him to replace Benjamin uh, United, Pavard. Manchester United, that is. Completed uh, three, four deals today. First one was Sergio Regulon from Tottenham. Uh, they agreed to terms with the 26-year-old after... United decided to switch their attention from Mark Kukurea. And then they officially re-signed Johnny Evans on a one-year deal. They also announced Fenerbahce goalkeeper Altai Bayandir for $4 million. And then the big one, they did sign Sofian Amrabat. Looks like it happened as of an hour ago. <sighs> Initial €10 million Euro loan deal with a obligation to buy for $20 million at the end of the season. And all of this was allowed to happen because Dean Henderson was signed, sold to Palace for $20 million. So, quite the domino. <laughs> so, yeah, where do I start? <laughs> yeah. Sergio Regalon, Re- 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 whatever his, pronounce his name. That was kind of a panic buy because they have no left backs. They're I all injured. Hear- I did hear from Sky Sports that they, if Luke um, Shaw comes back in January, that they can terminate the loan for no fee. So, yes, very much a panic buy. So, yeah. And then Johnny Evans, not sure why they did that. I thought maybe they would have if they got rid of mm-hmm. Harry Maguire. But they still got Maguire. So, I'm not sure why. I mean, I guess uh, a million. A Is that what it was? <laughs> Oh, it's a free agent, so there you go. And then Amrabat, man, yeah, he's going to he help out Casemiro like in that midfield. Get some rest, because he's looking like a shadow of himself all season. And then by... So then who do they play <sighs> in that midfield? Amrabat, I Casemiro? I mean, against the bigger squads, say, I, I think this weekend's probably too soon for him against Arsenal, but I what? think when they play Manchester City at the end of September, you probably see Casemiro and Amrabat play. Giving Eric, Bruno Fernandez or Erickson or Mason and I guess Mount Bruno Fernandez a little bit of extra uh, freedom to move around. I don't know why they don't put Mason Mount on the, on that right wing and you know put I Anthony think all on the three bench. Of their being right honest, options are all terrible. So the lesser of three evils, I guess. <laughs> so I agree. Maybe they should try it. <laughs> All right, the one that was and then wasn't and then was, Randall Colomwani looks 
to be finally joining PSG after they agreed a 90 million euro fee with Frankfurt for the French striker. It was said that they had to that PSG had to sell Hugo Ekatike on a permanent transfer to comply with financial fair play. So that must mean he's going somewhere. I don't know where. But it is a done deal. Okay. Well, that's a fantastic signing for uh yeah. PSG. I agree. Uh I mean the caliber of signings they've had this summer with Concalo Ramos, Usman Dembele, uh, Kang and Lee, Manuel Ugarte, and now Cole Mwani. It's a star-studded lineup with keeping Mbappe as well. Yeah. Younger uh, stars, This one too, just not across the stars. line from uh, Fabrizio Romano. Alvaro Ordiozola joins Real Sociedad. Joins Real Sociedad from Real Madrid. Ordiozola. Yeah. So right back, yes, they from get Real a right Madrid. Back okay, and a left back in this transfer window in Kieran Tierney and uh, Ardriozola. So pretty good signing for them, I would say. All right, and then. I agree. I think it's good for his I career mean, to get him back so on track for Fiesola. so long, and then he hasn't really featured at all for Real Madrid. So good to see him probably get more playing time. And then to the uh, self-proclaimed all-stars of transfer deadline day, we got Nottingham Forest have signed not one, not two, not three, but seven players on transfer deadline day. Where to begin? Uh, they signed 21-year-old Brazilian center back Murillo from Corinthians for 14 million euros. Ibrahim Sangare from PSV for 35 million euros. Nicolas Dominguez from Bologna for 10 million with Remo Freuler going to Bologna. Uh, Benfica goalkeeper Odysseus Vlacomidos and Callum hudson Adoy. From Chelsea for eight million, Divac Origi on loan for the season from AC Milan, and finally, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but Norwich center back Andrew Omobamele. Yeah, I probably butchered that, but uh, solid effort. <laughs> good try. I don't know how good, that guy's Irish. Uh, that does good not effort. sound like an Irish name, <laughs> or maybe it is because Gaelic is here. I guess the the notable signings for me are Sangare, yeah. uh, Dominguez, Hudson Adoy, and Origi. Yeah. I mean Hudson Adoy. I'm very excited to see how he does if he finally reaches his potential. And if he does, then that's a great signing for Nottingham Forest. So- I do, but mm-hmm. doesn't Anthony Alanga play in that position? Yeah, he can play on. The, I guess competition on the right or the I mean, left. Hudson so Adoy is still young. He's only 22. Placement for Brennan Johnson. Okay, because mm-hmm. as you remember, last year he played he at uh, Bayer Leverkusen. <laughs> he came uh, off the bench then, quite a bit. I mean, we saw him last season for PSV, Ibrahim Sangare. I think that's going to be a fantastic signing for their midfield. And maybe even yeah. a bigger miss for PSV. I think so, too. Also... And then Origi, man, can this guy... 
get a career going where he can score some goals and oh man that be is a regular the in a team question. it really is holy crap him and always moving, i feel like they're always never, never performing yeah. The two strikers sitting on the bench. <laughs> They're like the bridesmaid. What a the perfect bride. analogy. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Sheffield United have re-signed <laughs> James McAtee on a season-long loan for Manchester City. So this will be a second season in a row at Sheffield United. Uh, giving them some depth in midfield after losing Serge Standard Burge. Sander Burge, that's it. Sander Burge. And a surprising move, Al Dual, or Dua Heel, have completed the signing of Aston Villa midfielder Felipe Coutinho. So he's going to Qatar. Coutinho, man, again. So good at Inter Milan, then gets signed to Liverpool, big money move to Barca, and just uh, tanked his career. His career just tanked after that. I mean, he went to Bar- or Bayern Munich on loan, played a little bit coming off the bench. But I mean, Villa Bayern signed didn't him. Want him. He went he back to Barca. Bit, and then they found out they didn't want him either. <laughs> He had a great yeah, first game great for Bayern Munich. First game too. for Villa. Yeah. Like, I think he had an assist and a goal. It's, it's always just, been the case. Though. Yeah, I mean, the consistency wasn't there. We're not even going to talk about his stint at Barcelona, but when he was at Liverpool. I, 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 think was, I wouldn't say he was inconsistent at Liverpool. He would disappear, and then he would come with a flash in the pan of some sort of brilliance. That always was when they needed him. But other than that, I thought he disappeared for a lot of big games. I disagree with you. Well, let us know what you guys think. Because obviously there's got to be a tiebreaker here. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't say he wasn't good at Liverpool. The answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, was he inconsistent right. at Liverpool? Wolves have uh, seemingly replaced Matthias Cunha. Not Matthias Nunez. Matthias Nunez. Yeah. Nunez. Uh, with there you go. <laughs> Jean Rickner Bellegarde from Strasbourg on a five year deal. I, uh, to be honest with you, I've never even heard of the guy. So. I have not either. I have not not watched watched most of Strasbourg, if I'm being honest. All right. Brentford have signed PSV winger (laughs) Johan Bakiako for 40 million euros. They also signed or re-signed Everton's Neil Mope on a season-long loan deal with an option to buy. Good deals for Brentford? I haven't seen much of Bakayoko. Neil Mope is garbage. Well, so if he can rediscover some of that. his form he had at Brentford, <laughs> they might be okay. Or Brighton. Yeah, either way. Brighton, one. you mean? He was uh, at Brighton, Bournemouth yeah. with another shock signing this summer with a loan signing of Pat Sandaka from Leicester City with an option to buy. Yeah, I think that's a great signing. 
Not bad. I think Bournemouth, man, secretly are having a pretty good window here. Mm-hmm. Pat Sendaka, Justin Clivert, Tyler Adams. Yeah. There, there's much more. I'm, I know yeah. there's more I'm forgetting, really but I remember thinking, damn. Southampton have rejected a loan with an option to buy move from Wolves for striker Che Adams. One of the deals that never went through. Uh, we have uh, a couple of terminated contracts. We got Papu Gomez from Sevilla. And Casper Schmeichel from Nice. Mm-hmm. Papa Gomez, man, he's up there. 35, so yeah. No. He didn't play and much Kasper at the World Schmeichel's Cup either for Argentina. Too. Seems like he's been around for, for forever. He has. Speaking he has. of players in he's their in 30s, his 30s, for sure. Enter have signed Ajax midfielder Davy Clausen on a free transfer. Interesting one. Interesting. 30-year-old. AC Milan signed Fiorentia striker Luka Jovic Jovic, on loan for the season. That one's interesting, too, because, I mean, I think it was Frankfurt. He had his big season. Got his big money move then. Yep. And then, again, I haven't seen him. even last year for Fiorentina, he um, came off the bench. It seems like last season for Fiorentina, but yeah, he did do that too. I don't know. I saw him miss <laughs> some sitters, where I'm like, oh man. So I mean, for for Milan, I guess they got rid of Origi, so they went and got yeah, I guess so. Jovic to back up King Oli. Vivian Zapata has completed a loan move from Atalanta to Torino. Another guy. Yeah, another guy who seemingly has been around Colombian, I'm pretty sure. Speaking of that same thing, Crystal Palace have signed Arsenal's Rob Holding for four million pounds on a three-year contract. Ol Jodinho is gone from Arsenal. Yep, the hair the that was magic hair and was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was no players, secret Arsenal were trying to offload him. Luton Town have signed Albert Sambi Lakonga on a season-long loan deal just before their first game at Kenworth Road. He should. Well, hopefully he'll he should get playing time there and can hopefully yeah, I sure hope so help keep Luton uh, in the Premier League. Quick Wrexham news after Ben is Ben Foster retired. Uh, they got a loan deal for Arsenal goalkeeper yeah, he Arthur again. Okonkwo, who was the backup at Arsenal until they signed Matt Turner. So, they sold Matt Turner and got David Raya. And then they sold Matt Turner David Raya. Lazio made an offer for Manchester United winger Mason Greenwood, but it couldn't be completed before the Serie A deadline, which was very shocking to me. I didn't. That's too bad. I kind of want to see him play because, man, he, he was he yes, was something else when he, he was, was very excited for his legal and issues. As far as hype goes, from a academy product from Manchester United, he's definitely up there with one of the most exciting ones. I agree. I, I think he would have been up there with Marcus Rashford. 
anyways, done all that stuff. We'll just move on. Sevilla have signed Leicester City midfielder Bobakari Sumare. That's uh, awkwardly rhymes. Yeah. Benfica signed Juan Bernat on loan from PSG. Speaking of sense, he's Portuguese. quietly amazing transfer window, they signed Luis Sinistera from Leeds United on a season-long loan. Yep. I remember him last yeah, season. Yeah, speedy winger. Defenses. Just no one to put at the end of the ball that he put in, but, you know, whatever. Yep. <laughs> um... Spurs are currently working on a loan deal for Trevor Chalaba, but it's said to be difficult because of the rivalry, but they are trying, according to Fritzio Romano. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, yeah, more Tottenham news. According to the Times, Tottenham goalkeeper Hugo Lloris is heading to Newcastle United. I don't, I don't get know. why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe backup <laughs> option to Nick Pope. It's about I don't. I yeah, I don't. I mean, it's obvious that's what it is. Yeah. But why would you I, want? I, I guess him as a backup. Mm-hmm. An age, a very aged goalkeeper. Uh, Burnley are in advance talks to sign gank forward Mike Tresnor. Don't know much about him, but they're in talks to sign a forward, which they desperately need. PSV have signed Amel Belacocha on loan from Southampton. Yeah. And then, last but not least, we have our Barcelona news of the day. A lot going going in and out of Barcelona. Barca. Yeah, so the, the team first players big story was money. that Lewandowski was the next big target for the Saudi clubs. And I was thinking they would probably be forced to sell him to get the deals over the line. Naturally. Uh, and then, yeah, and then what happened was Jean Eric Cancelo, Garcia went yeah. on loan to Girona on a season-long loan deal. Uh, Abde was in negotiations to go to Real Betis on loan. Then they pulled a financial lever, whatever that means, uh, selling twenty nine point five percent of Barca Vision for one hundred and twenty million, which they announced earlier in the summer, but still haven't got the money for. And then, as of ten minutes ago, João Cancelo was officially unveiled as a Barcelona player, and then the big one, João Felix or Felix, also announced, both on season long loans. Mm-hmm. He's actually Both officially as announced as a Barcelona no player, huh? I mean, I think, especially think the Jao I think that's the big signing for them. They desperately need a right winger, or a right back. Um, as far as Felix goes, I, I just don't know where he fits in. Like, they have too many wingers. They have too many wingers right now. Where is he going to play? because he doesn't. They have too many midfielders, too many wingers. Not enough strikers. Do you play him as a backup to Lewandowski? Do you play him with Lewandowski? I don't. 
I don't see where he fits in at all. That or off of him or, you know, I don't know. Because he doesn't thrive well in that lone striker position. Not great. Not great in that lone striker position. Yes. So. I don't don't know what to make of it. Uh, As of right now, they still haven't registered Inigo Martinez after signing him earlier in the window. So. We'll see if they can register all their players. We'll see if they can by, register uh, and... or by the time the window shuts, which it, it must have shut about a minute and a half ago. So I'm sure we'll still hear transfers rolling in for the next couple of days. I would suspect, at least for at least not you know the next 24 hours. So we'll see. Yep. Make sure you to guys will get check all those it out on our next on podcast. All of your favorite podcast platforms or here on YouTube. Make sure you're hitting that notification bell, subscribing, liking this video, and uh, let us know what you think of all these transfer uh, movements in and out. Because holy cow. Yeah. Who is uh, the most surprising cow, signing? just in the last 12 hours. I think recently yeah, for me, man, it was, was the Cole Palmer surprising. one. Uh, that one was me, wild. I'm going to have to probably go with Ansu Fati to Brighton. I just, I can't get over it. Yeah. That one's a surprising um, one as well. we'll yeah, see, you're not wrong. We'll see before Thursday whether that was or interesting. not um, Mo Salah ends up moving. Watch this space. Watch this space. I don't think. I don't know. Find out. I don't think he will, but. And until next time, my friends. Yep. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.